Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to our Thursday night Parashat Shavua Shi'ur. Tonight we are again avoiding the Parashat Shavua for good reason, however. We are studying a wonderful idea of the holiday Sukkot. Tonight is Erev Sukkot. We'll be celebrating Zman Simchatenu, Chag of Simcha, tomorrow night. And I saw a, an amazing idea with regard to the Shiva Ushpizin. The Shiva Ushpizin are the seven guests that, or shepherds, that watch over B'nai Israel in every generation, throughout history. We have Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aharon, Yosef, and David. And our holy books teach us that they visit our sukkah on the seven days of the Hag, and the, 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 based on the Zohar. The Chachamim explain why Chag HaSukkot, specifically, more than any of the holidays, is defined as Zman Simhatenu, the time of our rejoicing, the time of happiness. And it's because of these Ushpizin, these guests who grace us with their presence on the seven days of the holiday. The Mishnah in Masechet Sanhedrin talks about the gathering of the Tzadikim. And every time the Tzadikim gather together, it's not only beneficial for them, but it's beneficial for the rest of the world. Tzadikim hana'alahen olam. The tzaddikim, it's a benefit for them and as well a benefit for the world. The <coughs> holy books explain uh, or point out a wonderful allusion, a remis to this uh, idea that uh, through the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah, the pasuk says, Basukot teshevu shiv'at yamim, that you shall dwell in the sukkah for seven days. The gematria, the numerical value of those words, Basukot Teshevu Shivat Yamim, is the same gematria as Avraham Sukkah, Yitzchak Sukkah, Yaakov Sukkah, Moshe Sukkah, Aharon Sukkah, Yosef Sukkah, and David Sukkah. So all the seven Ushpizim, together with the word Sukkah, you have the same gematria. So we see that Basukot Teshevu, it's not only that we are commanded to be there, but as well, these holy, seven holy guests that come with us every single night of the holiday. <clears throat> what we want to explain tonight is the significance of inviting these seven guests, these seven shepherds, specifically on the holiday of Sukkot. Why don't we invite them on Pesach? Why don't we invite them on Shavuot or Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur? And as well, we need to examine the reason of the minhag of inviting all of the other six ushpizin along with the particular honored guest of each particular day. Uh, for example, for those that have the custom to recite the, uh, uh, the sentence, the phrase, when entering the sukkah at night, a very good minhag, they say, for example, on the first night, which is Abraham, we say, Li'ul Abraham Rechima Abba Come up with us, Abraham Avinu, because he's the he's the Ushpizin of the first of the first night. But then we also say, Ve'li'ol Imei, and come up with him, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, David. All the other six come up with Abraham. Although Abraham is the star of the night, but the other six come with him. On the second day, Yitzchak is the star of the night, and then we say. Abraham, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, and David, all the other six. We repeat this formula every day of the holiday. We address 
the honored guest of the day, and then invite along with him all the other Ushpizin as well. Because that that d- deserves some explanation. If we actually wish to intend to, uh, to invite all of them every single night, then why do we extend a personal invitation just to uh, Abraham, and then Yitzhak, and then Yaakov, just every night, just, just go in and just uh, extend the invitation to all, all seven. To answer this, we have to uh, branch out in a few areas, and we'll, I promise I'll get you to the answer in the end. Beautiful, beautiful Hidushim tonight, Bezrat Hashem. There's a Midrash that writes, Bayom HaShemini Atzeret Yelachem. With regards to the holiday of Shemini Atzeret, which takes place right after Sukkot, on the eighth day, on the eighth day it shall be an Atzeret. Where do we see this? Word Atzeret before. Atzeret is actually the holiday of Shavuot. And we're going to see a big connection between Shmini Atzeret and Shavuot tonight. So what does the Midrash write? Beautiful, beautiful Chidush. Yom Tov Acharon Ole Limotahag. The last day of Yom Tov is added to the festival. So Shmini Atzeret is almost like added to Sukkot. Lama. Why? Shekach Ketiv Atzeret Yelachem. Because it's written, the Atzeret, which means the stop, the ending, should be for you. Midrash writes, The holiday of Shmini Atzeret should have been 50 days after Sukkot. Just like the Shavuot, the Atzeret of Shavuot is 50 days after Pesach. But rather God said, It's winter time. I can't expect the Jewish people to leave their homes in the winter and walk back to the Bet HaMikdash from wherever, to the Bet HaMikdash from where they lived. Now that they're with me now already for Sukkot, we're going to make the Atzeret now, immediately, instead of waiting 50 days. Minayin, how do we know this? From the fact that they referred to it as the day of Shemini Atzeret. So it's the eighth day which became the ending. It's a beautiful Chidush. That Shmini Atzeret really should have been 50 days following Sukkot, just like Shavuot is 50 days following Pesach. But because of the winter harsh weather and the rain that would to fall uh, in Eretz Yisrael, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, due to his Chesed Achamim, said, "Okay, let's do it right now." Amazing, beautiful. There are those who explain the practical significance of this midrash based on the formula that we recite after counting Sfirata Omer. There are are many, many tefilot that are recited before and after the Sfirata Omer. And one of the tefilot, if you have a really, really good Sidur, will tell you that the whole purpose of counting Sfirata Omer, the 49 days leading up to Shavuot, the 50 days leading up to Shavuot, is Kedei Letaharenu Miklipotenu Mitumatin, in order to purify us of our evil exteriors, our klipot, and our impurities. Uh, it, it's imperative that prior to accepting the Torah on the, on the holiday of Shavuot, that we have to go through the 49-day process of cleansing ourselves, purifying ourselves, of all the evil, the evil klipot. The Arizal writes in Shar HaKavanot why this is necessary. Because during the seven weeks of Sefirat HaOmer, we have to have in mind to correct any blemishes that we have in the seven major midot. 
There are seven major categories of midot. Those character traits are chesed, gevura, tiferet, netzach, hod, yesod, malchut. And these midot encompass and incorporate all the other midot that, that we have, all the other character traits. Each week of the Svirata Omer is dedicated to corresponding one of those midot. Uh, the first week is chesed, the second week is gevura, so on and so forth, until all seven midot have been uh, rectified. The Arizal explains why we require an entire week to rectify the midah. Why do we need a week? Why not just one day? So he explains because not only are we focusing on that week, the week of chesed, the week of gevurah, the week of netzach and hod, but every midah in itself is comprised of all the seven midot. So therefore, during the first week where we count Sefirat Omer after Pesach, when we focus on the midah of chesed of kindness, the first day is aimed at rectifying the chesed aspect of chesed. It's the chesed of the chesed. The second day of that week is aimed at rectifying the gvura of the chesed. And the third day is the tiferet of the chesed. And so on and so forth, so you go through all seven of the week. In fact, if you open any good sidur that just doesn't put the number, you'll see in small writing that at the end of the count, you will see chesed shebachesed, gevura shebachesed, tiferet shebachesed, hod shebachesed. And every one... It takes one week because every major trait has within it the other seven aspects, the other seven character traits embedded in it. During the holiday of Chag HaSukot, it is important for us to rectify as well these seven midot. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has it that the seven uspizin, the seven guests, the seven shepherds, visit the sukkah on these days because they are the paradigms of the seven uh, the seven midot. In truth, like we said, Shmini Atzeret should have been 50 days following sukkah, just like we have Shavuot 50 days following Pesach. We should have had seven weeks prior to Shmini Atzeret to correct all the damage caused to those seven midot during the entire past year. Just like we had seven weeks prior to like I mentioned. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because of his Rachamim, he didn't want the Jewish people to return to Yerushalayim because of the cold and the wind and the rain. So he only gave us, instead of seven weeks, seven days. Seven days of the holiday of Sukkot, to which our job is to accomplish this tikkun, this rectification that should have taken seven weeks to only take seven days. So it turns out that each of the seven days of the holiday, we correct one particular midah, like we would do an entire week of the Svirata Omer. What normally takes us one week in the Svirata Omer, we do in one day. On the first day of Sukkot, we completely rectify the midah of Chesed. On the second day of Sukkot, we completely rectify the midah of Gevura. On the third day, Tiferet. On the fourth day, Netzach. On the fifth day, uh, uh, hod on the sixth day yesod on the seventh day malchut and then shmini atzeret arrives that corresponds to chag shavuot that's the 50 days but really it's only seven and that follows immediately after that's the atzeret and now makes a lot of sense based on what we said 
Why is it that we have all seven Uspizin there present every night of Sukkot? The seven shepherds of Israel. Why do they come to our Sukkah each, uh, on each respective day? The seven Uspizin, these seven holy guests, represent the seven Midot. Abraham represents Chesed. Yitzchak represents Gevurah. Yaakov is Tiferet. Moshe is Netzach. Aharon is Hod, Yosef is Yesod, and David is Malchut. So now, now that we have this such a difficult task, I have to rectify in only seven days, which I normally should have had 50 days, but I only have seven days to rectify uh, uh, all these traits. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know what? I think you guys need some help. I think it's difficult. So therefore, on each day of the holiday, he sends us, not only the, uh, the shepherd to cor- that corresponds to that one uh, midah, but as well the other, ones, uh, the other ones to assist him. The Ushpizin of that day, Avraham Avinu comes on day number one to help us complete in one day the tikkun that would normally take a week. And in order to do that, he ha- we have to invite all the other six. Each day corresponds to an entire week of the Omer. So during those weeks, we rectify all seven aspects of that Midah, and therefore, it's necessary for us to invite, along with the honored guests of the day, all the other six Ushpizin, because we're accomplishing seven-fold Tikkun of the Midah in one day. So for example, on day number one, night number one, you enter the Sukkah, we rectify the Midah of Chesed completely. So not only are we inviting Avraham Avinu, Avraham Avinu is the, the prime time guest of the night. He's the paradigm of Chesed. Not only are we inviting him into our sukkah, but we invite all the other six Ushpizin in the sukkah, along with Avraham, to rectify the different parts of Chesed. The Gvurah of Chesed, we need Yitzchak. The Tiferet part, we need uh, uh, Yaakov. The Malchut part, we need David. The Yosef part, we need, we need Yosef, so on and so forth. And that's what happens in every single night. And that's why we need all seven of them every single night. Let's go a little bit deeper. <clears throat> Our rabbis tell us in the Gemara, Gadol yom hageshamim ke yom shenitna Torah. A day on which rain falls is as momentous as the day that the Torah was given. A very, very curious statement, if you, if you ask. What's the connection? What is the comparison between a rainy day and the day that the Torah was given? So every time it rains, it's raining right now here. So it's as, 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 as momentous as what the Torah uh, is given. How can we make sense of this? What we can say, based on some of the ideas we've, we've said tonight, that the Gemara is alluding to the holiday of Shemini Atzeret. Shemini Atzeret is the day that we pray for rainfall. We have the Tikkun HaGeshem. We, we, start, we start saying, Mashiv Aruach Humorid HaGeshem on Shmini Atzeret. And therefore, what the Gemara is saying is that on Shmini Atzeret, Shmini Atzeret corresponds to the day that the Torah was given. And we said that really, Shmini Atzeret is the Atzeret, is like the Shavuot, but instead of 50 days, it only took 7 days. And Shavuot was Chag Matan Torah, so Shmini Atzeret, also the day that we ask for rain, it's, it's like it's connected to, corresponds to the holiday of Chag Shavuot, also the Chag of Matan Torah. Based on this, we can understand why 
the Chachamim instituted the celebration of Simhat Torah to coincide with Shemini Atzeret. Here in Chutz Laaretz, we have two separate days, Shemini Atzeret and then Simchat Torah. But it's Israel, it's one day. Because on that day, we conclude the cycle of the Torah readings for the entire year. And everybody gets called up to the Torah, symbolizing the, the, the receiving of the Torah. Everybody gets an Aliyah that day. Because Shemini Atzeret is associated with Chag Shavuot. With the holiday of Shavuot, the day that we were given the Torah. It's Zman Matan Torah Tenu. Our rabbis teach us that all the parts of the Neshamot of the Jews, the souls of Israel, are rooted in the Torah. And as we know, every part of that, there are 600 souls, and everyone has a letter in the Torah. There are 600,000 letters in the Torah. And when God forbid a person, a Jew, is to distance himself from the Creator, then your part of your neshama becomes disconnected from the Torah Kedoshah. And we go through Rosh Hashanah, we go through Yom Kippur, and we hope and we pray that by going through these holy days, we come closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and hence return that part that was distanced from the Torah back to the Torah. And in a way, we have an aliyah la Torah. We come, we go up towards the Torah. And that's the reason right, right after Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, on Chag Sukkot, we have this, what we call, the sachach, the sachach that we cover our sukkah with represents the shadow, the shade of emunah, this bridal canopy that protects Am Yisrael due to the tikkun, the rectification that took place as on, on Yom Kippur. The last day of the holiday of Sukkot is Simchat Torah. It's the ultimate Simchat Torah. Why? Because all the parts of the Neshamot are returned to the Torah. It ascended, it all made an aliyah, it drew near to the Torah, it united with the Torah. And because everyone returns to the Torah, the root of one's neshama, then everything is fixed. And this is the rationale why the minhag of all of Klal Israel on Simchat Torah is for every Jew to be called up to the Torah. Why is it? Why, why? Everybody has to go up to the Torah. Everybody has to go up to the Torah. Because your neshama is being metaken, is, is being fixed at this moment. You're back, you're glued with the Torah Kedoshah that was separated prior to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We're all searching for the Torah in, 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 in terms of our spirituality. And since the root of Neshama is now closer to the Torah Kedoshah, the 600,000 letters, the 600,000 souls, everything fits perfectly. Based on what we said, this way is amazing. Shemini said it should have been really seven weeks after the first day of the holiday, like Chag Shavuot. Shemini Atzeret is Atzeret. Like, it's a counterpart. Zman matan toratenu. So therefore, just like prior to Shavuot, our job is to rectify ourselves because we were on such low levels of Tum'ah and we have to fix ourselves step by step by step till we get up to Chag Matan Torah, the holiday of Shavuot. The same thing on Shemini Atzeret is we go through seven days of Sukkot and by doing so we renew, we reestablish our connection with the letters of the Torah, culminating with Simchat Torah, where every every person gets an Aliyah la Torah. Now that I see a connection between Shemini Atzeret and the holiday of Shavuot, we have to ask, 
Why is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the giver of the Torah, gave us two times in the calendar associated with the receiving of the Torah? And the first is from Nisan to Sivan, which is Pesach to Shavuot, um, which is the tikkun of the seven midot, which we spoke about, that t- takes place in Sefirat Omer, and we celebrate with uh, Chag Shavuot. And the second time is what we're, where we're in the midst of right now, during the month of Tishrei, where the tikkun of the seven midot only take place in seven days, like I mentioned, not seven weeks. And that culminates with Shmini Atzeret and Simchat Torah at the end. Uh, as well, on Simchat Torah, which we celebrate on Shmini Atzeret, we celebrate with song and with dance and we're, we're, we're glad and we're cheering and we're singing and dancing together. We make seven hakafot with the Sifre Torah. But yet on Chag Shavuot, that's not the case. On Chag Shavuot, we don't display nearly as much simcha as we do on Shmini Atzeret and Simcha Torah. It's still a Yom Tov and still we still celebrate and we sing Hallel. But why not? What's the difference? So a simple answer that, that the Chachamim give is... Uh, because on Shavuot, we received the Torah for the first time. And albeit, yes, we are overjoyed that we now have the Torah, we're worried, we're somewhat terrified a little bit. We're uncertain whether or not we'll be able to study the laws properly. What, can we fulfill the mitzvot properly? We don't know. It's the first time we're getting it. So there's a, there's a sense of pachat here, sense of fear. So it's not the time to, to dance and sing with the Torah and sing exuberantly. That's not the point. Shmini Atzeret and Simchat Torah now... Now that we finish reading the entire Torah, we've seen it from beginning to end, it's the perfect time to rejoice and dance with the Torah because we're celebrating the fact not only that we received it, but the fact that we merit completing it and understanding and performing the mitzvot as well. So that's the simple answer on why Simchat Torah is more Simchatu versus that of Shavuot. But the Gemara in Masechet Yoma may hint to a more profound answer. The Gemara tells us that there are two types of teshuvah. There are two types of repentance. There's teshuvah that is motivated by yirah. Yirah is fear, fear of punishment. Um, and that type of teshuvah transforms, God forbid, willful, deliberate transgressions, pesha'im, into chata'im, into inadvertent transgressions, a lesser, it's a lower level of a chet. So it's good. You, 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 you took something that was a really, really bad sin, and now it's just, it's not so bad. So it was able to transform. But if a person does teshuvah out of love, teshuvah me'ahava, the second type of teshuvah, then it takes your sins and transforms them into mamash zechuyot, into, into good things, as if you perform mitzvah. So... The Noam Elimelech, Rav Elimelech of Lejint, asks a question. Knowing that Teshuvah from love, Teshuvah from Ahava, can transform deliberate transgressions to Zechuyot, to merits, what person in the world would actually be satisfied by performing Teshuvah with Yira, with fear? Why would anybody do Teshuvah out of fear? Let him just go straight to love. So he answers, it's impossible to perform Teshuvah out of love from the get-go. It's impossible. A person has to begin Teshuvah first from Yirah, with fear, progress step by step, up the spiritual ladder, until he's able to perform Teshuvah Be'ava. And you can see a hint of this based on the Navi, Navi Shayau. Navi Shayau, when speaking to Am Yisrael, prophesizing, he, he mentions the sins of the Jews, and he says, Ki Your sins 
your iniquities have separated you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So before a person can... Um, uh, b- b- before a person can perform the teshuvah of Ahava, he first needs to perform the teshuvah out of Yir'ah. Because the sins that you've done have created a barrier. There is a fence, there is a wall separating you and God. Teshuvah from Ahava requires a certain level of closeness, of devekut, attachment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. First you perform teshuvah out of Yir'ah, you remove the obstructive barrier that is separating you and God. And then you can begin to rise spirituals more and more closer, developing this loving relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, until you're able to mamash transform the deliberate sins into the merits of te- that come from Teshuvah, from Ahava. The Kedushat Levi writes in Parashat Vayelech, on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the high holidays, Bnei Yisrael perform teshuvah out of yirah. They perform teshuvah out of fear of punishment, fear and awe of judgment. They're worried about what's going to be this year, or how is Hakadosh Baruch Hu going to strike us another plague? Who knows what's going to be? We're all in fear on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And afterwards, after Hakadosh Baruch Hu has pardoned their sins, he's forgiven all of their iniquities. B'nai Israel now transition to their new holiday, the holiday of Sukkot. And the holiday of Sukkot, they sit now in Selah de Memnutah. They sit in the shade of Emunah and they perform Teshuvah Ahavam of Teshuvah of love. It's a spiritual elevation. And therefore, all of the deliberate transgressions are transformed into, into Zechuyot, into merits. And now we can maybe understand the rationale for two periods, two separate periods in our Jewish calendar that are, that, that are represented by the giving of the Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu designated these two times in our calendar for the tikkun of these seven midot, like we mentioned earlier in the shiur, and for the receiving of the Torah. The first period is in the month of Nisan. In the month of Nisan, what was taking place? Bnei Israel just left Mitzrayim, but they left Mitzrayim. You think they were on a high level? They had sunk to the 49th level of Tumah. It was imperative that they rectify the seven Midot that from the aspect of Tumah, because each Midah encompasses encompassed all the other Midot, and they had this massive, gigantic barrier separating them in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They had to rectify those seven times seven, encompassing the 49 levels of Tumah. So therefore, as a preparation for receiving the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him seven weeks of Sefirat HaOmer. And during those seven weeks, they could perform Teshuvah out of Yirah. And when they were Zochet to that, when they finished those seven weeks of rectifying those Midot, they were Zochet to the Torah Kedushah on Chag Shavuot. But they received the Torah with fear, with reverence and awe. What does the Pasuk say in Parashat Yitro following Matan Torah? Everything is fear. They saw the sound and the thunder and the, the blows of the Shofar and the, the 
the, the mountain is in smoke, the nation saw and they trembled, and they stood from distance, everything was fear and trepidation, everything was they told you, you speak to us, we can't take this anymore, we can't hear the voice, it's too scary. So much pachat. If God continues to talk to us, we're done. We're going to die. We can't take it. That was Shavuot. It was a Teshuvah Yirah. In contrast, on Chag Sukkot, we ascend spiritually to rectify all seven Midot through the Teshuvah Be'ahava because the barrier was removed. So it's a lot closer. Things now get more condensed. Instead of spreading over seven weeks, it's now over seven days. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in response, demonstrates His love for us, not by, waking, not by waiting seven weeks to rectify the Midot. He does not make them return to Yerushalayim during the rainy, cold season when things are bleak. But rather, out of affection, He sends us the seven Ushpizin to help us to accomplish a Tikkun every single day, a complete Tikkun that normally requires an entire week. And therefore, immediately after the seven days of Chag Sukkot, the seven days of Chag, we rejoice in a new holiday. The holiday of Simchat Torah, which is on Shemini Atzeret, corresponding to Chag Shavuot. We receive the Torah on Shemini Atzeret out of Ahava, out of love. And it's for that reason why we circle around the Torah seven times, and we sing and we dance with the Sifre Torah, expressing the joy that we're able to rectify things that needed to be fixed, which would normally have taken seven weeks, taken seven days. Botai, we are entering tomorrow night a very, very holy holiday. And although we call it Zman Simchatenu, we generally associate happiness with just more physical pleasure. This is the spiritual of all spiritual. We've just come out of, of Yom Kippur. We're on an emotional high. We're on a spiritual high. We need to now tr- tr- con- consider and, and think about the sukkah that is in front of us, that we're starting tomorrow night, and continue this trend. We're walking in that sukkah tomorrow night, and we're going to welcome not just Abraham. We're going to welcome Yitzhak and Yaakov and Moshe, Aaron, Yosef and David, because we need them all. We need them all to rectify all these midot. And through the rectification of the midot, we're going to culminate with the dancing of the Simchat Torah, the dancing with the Torah on Shemini Atzeret. Oh, what a holiday it is. Such an amazing holiday. So much beautiful mitzvot to do. The shaking of lulav, the hakafot, the havatat aravot, the, the nanuim. It's, it's just one after the other after the other. Let's not waste this opportunity. Let's treat every moment in that sukkah like it's selad emunah, like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing down the clouds of glory, the clouds of emunah on top of us. If we really, really adhere to that concept, what we've said tonight then you'll never look at the Shiva Ushbizin the same way again. Maybe that's why we know why there's people have customs to leave a chair for these Shiva Ushbizin. They're there. They're mamash with us in our sukkah and they're helping us like you have no idea. Bezrat Hashem will be zochem to be metaken all those Shiva Midot, those Sheva those Midot that need to be fixed will be zochem to celebrate with Shmini Atzeren Simchat Torah. Not here! But in Yerushalayim, in HaKodesh, in the coming of Mashiach of all B'nai Israel, Kulanu Be'yachad, Bimena Amen, Hag Sameach everybody, have a wonderful night.